Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome to round 7 Teamless Tuesday. An interesting Teamless Tuesday, we say it every week, but some of the coaches have definitely thrown up some spicy team lists. We've had some teams here that are... You know, business as usual, they've got some players coming back from injury suspension, but some other teams that are either holding firm after some losses or are swinging the axe to try and get the best out of their team. So we won't waste any time today going solo here. So let's jump into the first game on Thursday night from Bluebet Stadium as the Penrith Panthers hosting the Newcastle Knights. For the Panthers, they are unchanged 1-17. to Two huge inclusions on the reserves, fullback Dylan Edwards and dummy half Apisai Korosau are set to return. Um, could be very late inclusions. From all mail, looks like round eight is when they're scheduled to return, but they have been named, so they could be late inclusions. Paul Momorowski has been named. He is uh, fighting a dangerous contact charge at the judiciary. So if he does get suspended, it'll be interesting to see there if either Stephen Crime moves back into the centres and Dylan Edwards does come in. For the Newcastle Knights, only the one change. So Heimel Hunt has his, his hamstring injury. He is out. And Stafford Toa replaces him on the wing. So not too many changes for this one. Newcastle coming off our last second win against the Sharks. It was a real dig deep performance. They really needed to get that one to ride their season back on track. But they're versing the powerhouse of the comp. The 6-0 undefeated Penrith Panthers at home becoming an absolute fortress. They're putting teams to the sword there at Blue Bet. So it's a very, very interesting game. Kalen Ponga, obviously... Very underweather. Him and Connor Watson last week, two of their probably better attacking players. So, you know, a full week of rest and they're now back into it. So hopefully they can play their best game. But it's going to be a huge challenge. And it's a real interesting one to see, you know, I'm waiting for a team to really give the Panthers a sucker punch and see how the Panthers react because we haven't really had it yet. You know, Brisbane, it was a cute story that they were really competitive and it was close in that game but you never really thought that they were going to lose that game I want to see one of the legitimate powerhouses of the comp and you know some argue the Knights are or not that but you know with the quality of Waponga, Saifidi, Clemmer, Watson, Best you know there's some talent on this park that can really you know if they do get up early they can put this team to the sword so that's what I'm kind of hoping for I'd love to see the Panthers get challenged here but my personal opinion is this is going to be a pretty one-way traffic again. Again, the the four-pack of this Panther side, the, the line speed they play with is just so incredible, and they just really shut down players. And, you know, someone like a Kalen Pong and a Brandon Best really operate well when they've got a bit of space. And I just think they won't have any space in this one. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see what happens there. So Panthers in this one for me. But moving on to the next game, it's the Gold Coast Titans hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Seabus Super Stadium at the Gold Coast in the early game. So for the Titans, a couple of changes. Tino Fasua-Alawi is suspended. So he obviously had the shoulder charge. He is out. So Mawaki Fortawaka moves into the starting side. Sam McIntyre, off-season recruit from the Tigers, is on the bench. We've also got Anthony Don, who does move into the starting side, returns from his injury. So Jonas Pearson drops out of the 17 altogether. Phil Sammy is listed on the reserves, um, so he's a chance to come back from his head knock, but it looks like uh, he'll be on the outside looking in there. For the Rabbitohs, we've got Latrell Mitchell, who is the, at the judiciary trying to downgrade his charge, but he will definitely miss this week. 
So that means Alex Johnson moves into the fullback jersey and Jackson Paulo comes back in the wing from his concussion. It also moves Dan Gagai uh, from a centre to a wing to replace Josh Mansell, who he has an hamstring injury. So Stephen Masters moves into the centres. In one change in the forward pack, Jacob Host has been relegated to the reserves with Keon Kulamatungi back from suspension named in the second row. A very interesting game this week. Two sides that have very different performances last week. The Titans getting absolutely demolished in Mudgee. Did not look like themselves at all. The Rabbits, who really struggled to get over the line against the Tigers. Just really interested to see how this game goes. I can, you know, up there at the Gold Coast, you can really see the Titans trying to make this a home ground advantage and try and get the win here. But with the way the Rabbitohs played, and, you know, obviously Latrell Mitchell is a huge part of their team. The fact that he's not there, I think, will shop very big in this game. But, you know, Alex Johnson is a capable backup. You know, he will do a job for you. But, you know... Kulamatangi coming back into this forward pack. This forward pack is now full strength again. And it's going to be very interesting. You know, no Tino in that forward pack for the Titans. Now you've obviously got Ford Waker who does come back in. You know, it's still a very, very strong forward pack. But to me, I just got to give the, the Rabbitohs the edge in this game, even though it is at home. And my theory of if it is 50-50, go for the home team. In this one, I just think it's a little bit more than 50-50. I think the Rabbitohs just with some of the class all over the park. Haven't really seen a vintage Cody Walker game this season yet. Still waiting for him to kind of break the shackles to really unleash. We've seen some moments from Damian Cook this year. So I really want to see the the Rabbits really try and go for the throat here again. These are the the games where you're kind of versing teams around you on the ladder or just under you. You really want to make a statement to say this team isn't even in our level. And I think the Bunnies, after that poor performance against the Tigers can really come out here and put a show on. But in saying that, the Titans, you know, Anthony Don coming back into the side, they're very close to full strength, obviously, without Tino there. But to me, the Titans, you know, AJ Brimson really needs to stand up. Ash Taylor and Fogarty, they have picked up knocks early in the season. They don't look like the same players that they did in, you know, rounds two and three. And that could be the competition level that they're versing. But also, you know, this is a long season. So just need to see them play themselves back into form. You know, getting knocks early in the season is a little bit disruptive what you're trying to do as a team so hopefully they can come out there but I will give uh, the edge to the Rabbitohs I think their four pack will just roll over a little bit more and I think this is the game where you really see Cody Walker come out and have a, one of his stronger games so Rabbitohs in this one for me we'll move on to the second Friday game this one's from Darwin from TIO Stadium it's the Parramatta Eels hosting the Brisbane Broncos in the annual uh, Darwin clash for the Panthers uh, sorry for the Eels now for the Eels, uh, Dylan Brown does res- return from suspension at 5'8". So that moves Will Smith back to the interchange bench and Keegan Hipgraves moves out of the 17. Ryan Madison, who was obviously a late withdrawal the last couple of weeks, has been named in the reserves. So it looks like they're going to be really careful with Maddo just to make sure that, you know, he's um, really going to be okay. Um, because, you know, we've seen the... The Boyd Cordner, you know, Luke here from a couple of years ago. There's a there's a couple of times where you should be very careful with these ones. So it looks like they've finally bit the bullet here, you know. Popular is paying really great on that edge. So there's no real need to rush him back, but they have got him in the reserves in case he does come through the week very well and pulls through. For the Broncos, uh, Herbie Farnworth moves back into the centres after his shoulder injury. So that does make a little bit of a reshuffle there. So... We've got Richie Kenner, who will drop out. And the other new man is Danny Levi, who just signed a couple of days ago uh, straight into the reserve. So going to be very interesting there to see how that does affect um, Jake Turpin's minutes. 
Um, so that's going to be huge to me. You know, um, Reese Kennedy moves back onto the onto the reserves, but that bench for the Broncos now is starting to look a little bit more tidy to me. You know, Danny Levi comes in and can play a spell at dummy half. Flegro and Bullymore up front, and you still got Ricky on an edge that can come in and make a bit of impact. So I do like it. And the other one to note quickly for the Broncos is Katoni Staggs looks like he's going to be raring to go in a couple of in a couple of weeks, possibly by Magic Round. So look, that that's great news for for Brisbane fans. But we'll just talk about this game a little bit. You know, the Parramatta side coming off a huge victory in Canberra. Really, it was a statement game as a Parramatta fan. It's one of those ones that we just haven't really had a true statement game. Like we beat the the Melbourne Storm uh, earlier this year, and we beat the Panthers last year early on, but I feel like we, you know, it was a real close game, but this was a this was a smackdown that was laid in Canberra, and you know, we'll talk about what Ricky Stewart has saw of this and what he's the changes that he's made, but really, really positive that they were able to come through that, and the injection of Dylan Brown into this team is huge. You know, obviously, I predicted a huge season for Dylan Brown, hasn't quite turned out that way yet, but just in terms of overall class, your team is a lot better when you do have a guy like uh, Dylan Brown in the starting lineup. So very keen to see what he does there. And in terms of, again, this team is only going to get better when Ryan Madison makes it back into the first grade side. So, positive signs. The forward pack's rolling. Publicly, he's found his spot. I did call it last week. I would love to see Ryan Madison move back into the 11 jersey where he played last season. Sean Lane moving back to the bench when we have a full-strength side. I think that is our best side. And I think Murata Niokore has held down his spot in the centre. So, Wonga Blake looks like he's about a week or two away from returning. Again, I think this is... Um, moving out Sean Lane for Ryan Madison. This is the best one to throw in Parramatta can put in the park in their current positions. From the Broncos side, again, uh, Croft and Dearden stay stay in the half. So obviously, Kevy's seen something there. He wants to try and build on that a little bit. Herbie Farnworth, one of the most underrated centers in the comp, makes his return back, and Corey Oates uh, retains his wing spot, which I do love. I do think you know you just got to go for guys that are going to win you the games and. Corey can make a couple of areas here and there, but he can also win you a game, which is exactly what you want in a, in a footballer. So I do like that. The forward pack looks like it's settled as well. So it looks like uh, Kevy did come out and say Tavita Pengai Jr.'s second row spot is his to, you know, keep, and he's found a home there. So, you know, Jordan Ricky, some could say he's a bit wasted, and would you rather Alex Glenn on the bench rather than a Jordan Ricky? But, you know, again, this is all about Kevy's trying to find his team that he's going to roll with here to see what he's got. So... You know, in Darwin, you know, if it was at Parramatta, I think this would be heavy favourites, the Eels. You know, in Darwin, anything can happen. You know, it's a neutral site. I still think the Parramatta will get up, but it won't surprise me. The, um, the Brisbane Broncos played us really well in round one, and I can see it definitely happening again. So I've got Parramatta in this one, but again, if you're looking for an upset this week, uh, if you're in the eliminated pool, you need to, you know, pick a side every week. The, the Broncos might be a, a decent shout this week, and that's coming from a Parramatta fan. Move on to the to the fourth game. It's the first Saturday game. It's the Cronulla Sharks hosting uh, the Canterbury Sound Bulldogs from Netstrata Jubilee. For the Sharks, a huge inclusion. Uh, Sean Johnson returns from his Achilles injury. He is on the bench, so he's going to be eased into this uh, team. You would think, or possibly could be a late switch um, on game day. Will Chambers uh, obviously signed uh, to the club this week as well. He's listed among the reserves. So what that does is there is a bit of a reshuffle because Josh Dugan also returns after missing the last week's game with a head knock. So Teague Wilton moves back into his preferred second row spot and then moves Jack Williams back to the bench. 
Aiden Tolman is the man who misses out. He is suspended due to a crusher tackle. And there's still no sign of Wade Graham, who is still recovering from his concussion issue. So similar to Ryan Madison and Boyd Corden, looks like we're taking a cautious approach here on Wade Graham before they rush him back into the side. Obviously, Teague Wilton is doing a very good job there, so no real rush to bring him back. For the Bulldogs, we've got uh, Dylan Napa and Luke Thompson, who are in the front row. Uh, Jack Hetherington is suspended for his uh, coat hanger tackle on Valentine Holmes. And Renoff to- uh, Tony has moved back to the bench after starting in the front row. So Chris Smith has been uh, moved from the bench to the second row. And Jackson Topany is out with a bone bruise. So Offahiki Ogden is also out as well. The new be- the new faces on the bench is Brad Dietz, Matt Dury, and I can't, I can't say this one, Arva, and I'll, I'll leave it a big Arva. We'll call him. Uh, sorry about that. So... Another interesting one there, Lachlan Lewis is out with his concussion, so he's in the reserves, but uh, interesting to see if they are full strength, if they do play him over Jake Avarillo. Another interesting game, this one, this is going to be quite a battle. Um, the Sharks, you know, came off a pretty heartbreaking loss, and again, they could have gone a couple of different ways with the the John Morris uh, sacking, you know, they could rally around, they can really try and find um, some form as a team and try and take on the comp. Uh, or it could go the other way, and you know, the inclusion of Sean Johnson is just huge. And I think, you know, even if you're thinking this could be a, a, a slight tussle, you've got to give the edge now to the Sharks with their star player back in the lineup. You know, the Bulldogs did play well at the end of that game. I think they're starting to work out what they're. You know, I like Bradley Deeds coming into the side. I could see him definitely starting very, very soon uh, over Sione Katoa, who is much more suited to that bench role. Still not sold in their forward pack. I think there are some holes. Obviously, no Fatale Mariner does hurt them a lot. Um, but in terms of the backs, you know, they're, they're starting to get some get some consistency there with Dallin at fullback. So, look, it's going to it's gonna be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blow by any means. I can definitely see it being a blow, but I think personally it's going to be a close one. Uh, and I do want to see Sean Johnson, obviously, come back. Whether they give him 20 minutes to try and ease him in or whether they say he's a starting spot. And what do they do with the spine? Will Kennedy's been playing out of his mind, so to keep him a fullback, Moylan Townsend struck a very nice partnership in the halves, and obviously Blake Braley is also playing very well at nine, so you've obviously got to bring Sean Johnson in somewhere. It's going to be a very interesting case to see where that happens. So, an interesting one, definitely I'll be watching this one, just obviously for the Sean Johnson factor, uh, but also, as we go through the weeks here, the Bulldogs' chance for a first win is getting slimmer and slimmer towards their round 13 bye, so this is definitely one that I could see them stealing. Uh, if things go right for them. So it'll be a very interesting game, but we'll give uh, the win to the Sharks here for now. We'll move on to the 7.30 game on Saturday. It's the North Queensland Cowboys hosting the Canberra Raiders from Queensland Country Bank Stadium. And to me, this is actually my favourite game of the round. I'm calling it right now. This is going to be, I think, an absolute uh, tussle. Uh, you know, on paper, you're probably thinking Ray's going to run away with it, but I think this is going to be an interesting one. We'll quickly go through the changes first. So... For the Cowboys, they have not made a change um, to the 17 that play the Dogs. So Tom Molello is still injured, uh, hopefully for returning next week. Uh, and again, he hasn't played since round one. Obviously broke his hand. Looks like he was going to come back last week. Broke his other hand. So he's just all over the place right now. So they're stringing some wins. They're strung two wins together. They're getting some good form, and that's without their best player. So things are looking up for the, for the Cowboys. Now for the Raiders, there's a bunch of changes. Ricky Stewart has obviously came out with a very strong press conference press conference comments last week and he's really put his team on notice here. So we'll go through the changes. 
Josh Hodgson is out with a calf injury, so Tom Starling moves into the number nine jersey. And Joshua Parley uh, has been dropped to the uh, interchange. And Joe Tarpany is into the reserve, so he's out of the 17 altogether. So Ryan James moves into the prop spot. Uh, Ryan Sutton moves back into the lock. And Emre Gula moves up from the bench to the front row to partner Ryan James. On the bench, two very interesting inclusions. Corey Hawira-Nira and Corey Horsberg are on the bench of their first game of the season. Asia Soliola has moved back into the reserves. Sebastian Chris also moves back into the wing spot in place of Bailey Simonson, who failed his HIA last week. So again, uh, the, the Cowboys, you know, they're keeping their, their winning formula. You know, they scraped through with a victory two weeks in a row now, but they're starting to play some better footy. The Drinkwater-Hampton half combination we spoke about in the last podcast, not a huge fan of it, but look, it's it's coming through slowly, which is really promising for them. So, you know, Cohen Hess being in the middle, I like it. And then, you know, they're, they're full rotation now. There's not big names, but, you know, your Shane Wright, your Condon, your Burr, Dunn, Molo, Jensen, they're all playing for each other. So I really, really like that. And I can definitely see, like, some of the names on the reserve list right now, Isar Masters, Jay Clifford, but then two young guns in Hola and Gilbert. There's just some options here, and that's no Tom Malolo. So the Cowboys, you know, hopefully they can make their, their home ground a bit of a fortress. That's what they need to do to really try and take it to some of these teams. But from a Raiders side, obviously, again, huge shake-up to the forward pack. A player with the stature of Joe Tarpany, not even listed in the 21 jersey. Crazy. The two Corys coming into the bench. I love it. I think this is exactly what this team needs. I think their forward pack, you know, on paper, one of the best in the comp. They can field two four-packs with how many forwards they do have. That's quality. They can play first grade. But when you just look at it, Gula, Korsberg, just two young bulls that want to run. Ryan Sutton, that lock. Ryan James is a, is a stalwart. I just like this team. I like the ability of it. And Thomas Starling at nine. We saw what it did last year. To me, this is the game to really watch Jack Whiten and George Williams. If the Raiders are truly going to put it on and put a bit of a score on here, this is going to be the Jack Whiten and George Williams show. So very excited to see how they go there and what they're going to do moving forward because I think this is a real, you know, with with the pieces that put in there, uh, I think, you know, it may take a couple of weeks to gel, uh, being all the different players playing together, but it could just be running out with Tom Styling our dummy half, feeding the two halves and these young forwards running onto the back. So it's going to be a very interesting game. For me, it's the game of the, game of the round I'm going to be tuning in on because I just think the number of storylines, can Cowboys make a 3-0? Are the Raiders going to bounce back after one of the stronger coach criticisms that we've had in recent memory. So it's going to be a very interesting game. And again, I'll give the edge to the Raiders. Uh, I think it'll be close. I think a lot of people will be surprised with the performance the Cowboys will put up here uh, against this Raiders side. So we're moving on to the early game on Sunday. Uh, obviously, Anzac Day, so we have the three games on Sunday. This is the West Tigers hosting the Manly Seagulls at Bankwest Stadium. And for the Tigers, we've got a couple of force changes. So Michael Chikan moves into the centers to replace Asua Kapoa, who suffered an ACL tear against the Bunnies. We've also got Joey Lealua, who's in the reserves. Um, so he's clearing from a return. And we've got Alex Seafarth, who's moved into the interchange bench with Thomas McKayley swapping out into the reserves. For the Manly Seagulls, 1-17. Uh, they've made a very... Nice game last week against the Titans. They, you know, Tommy Turbo came back and they've obviously got the got the win there and they looked a lot better. So Des isn't changing that. Just a note that uh, Curtis Sirenin's still not on the uh, 
on the reserve, so he's still a couple of weeks away from the looks of it to return from his his knee injury. Another very fascinating game to me. This is, you know, this is the same Manly team that turns up. They should put a score here on the Tigers, but the Tigers put on their best season effort against the Rabbits last week. We spoke about it. I really do like um, the Jake Simpkin, even though I'm the Jacob Little, uh, the owner of that fan club. You know, Jake Simpson played really well. Moses and by doing that running 13 role and Dewey just showing us that, you know, he, he's a class player. So I do like what they've got there. I still, they've obviously got James Roberts there. Not a, If they could move the James Roberts piece into anyone else right now, I would really, really like the look, the makeup of this squad. Um, so they're obviously improving and not as bad as I thought they would be moving forward. Uh, but there's some pieces on this on this roster where whoever, if it's Madge or the next coach comes in, they've got some real options here as who to who to look at and really make a stamp to say they're, they're our cornerstones moving forward. But back on the manly side, again, love the love this makeup of the team. I think Brad Parker, Morgan Harper is a nice center combination. Saab, you know, hasn't done much this season, but he's a flyer and he's a, and he's showing that with Tommy Turbo in the lineup after one game. He can be a finisher for some of his. And again, their four pack, you know, it's Josh Schuster on an edge. You know, they're going to have Curtis Aaron and back, Paseca and Tapao with Alloway as that three-headed spear attack in the prop position. Croker at nine, Cuss coming in. I'm starting to dig this Manly team. And again, I had them penciled in before the eight before the season. I had them coming eighth exact. And I'm not wavered. If Tom Turbo can stay healthy and this is the team that they can really move forward with, uh, I, I like the look of it. So it's going to be an interesting game to me. I have got the edge going to the Manly Seagulls just because of how they played last week. Their forwards were rolling. And then, you know, they didn't even attack down the more potent side, in my opinion, of the Cherry Evans. They were able to go towards the four and the Schuster, that side. And it, it came up trumps. And again, Josh Schuster is one of those guys, you know, everyone, a lot of people were like, why are you signing Kieran Fora and he should be our six in the future? He's finding a home for himself in the back row, and it's really handy to have a, a back row that has got the, the, the five eight skills that can put the ball to the foot, can put the slight hand of the pass. I love what they're doing out there. So, you know, Kieran Foran, he's holding that six jersey for now, but even when he does move on in a season or two, to me, Josh Hughes is making that, that second row spot his own, and it's going to be very interesting to see what they do there, you know, because K-Cuss is a very handy number six. If Kieran Foran wants to go out, I think Manly has a real nice dilemma here of they can leave Schuster on an edge and put K-Cuff straight into the six. So this is two teams, again, I, I wanted to do that podcast, and I still will, about you know looking at the overall rosters and top heavy versus the full roster to see who's got the best kind of next five years versus you know, what position do you want to be in as a club. These are two that I thought I would have down the bottom. When you really start to look at the different makeup and some of the youngsters that have come through, it, it does make it an appealing of what they've got. So... Um, two teams that are on the up, in my opinion, obviously. Tigers, I don't think, will go too high compared to Manly at full strength. But again, it's 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 a lot of it um, on, on the back of a healthy turbo. So, given the edge to the Manly Seagulls, uh, it could be a blowout, but pr- probably closer, that, closer than what, what I'm thinking there. The second last game of the round is the traditional Anzac Day Sunday afternoon game between the Sydney Roosters and the St. George Illawarra Dragons from the Sydney Courier Ground. For the Roosters, Brett Morris returns from his late withdrawal with a calf tightness, so he moves back onto the wing with Matt Ikevalu dropping into the reserves. A huge surprise with Sam Verrills moving all the way straight into the starting side. That pushes Ben Marshke back to the bench and Adam Kieran out of the squad. Victor Radley has been named, but again, he needs to beat the judiciary to take his place. 
and Jarawi Hargraves and Takiyahu did fail to finish the game against Melbourne on Friday, but they are been named and listed good to go for the game. For the Dragons, Blake Laurie moves into the starting side. That moves Tremorin out of the 17 altogether. Corey Norman has been named despite picking up a slight knock uh, to his shoulder in last week's game. And Ben Hunt has been named in the reserve, so Ben Hunt is a chance to possibly come in and take this, the place of Adam Kluna at halfback. Again, when you're talking about just games, aesthetically pleasing games this week, this is going to be an absolute thriller to me. This is the Sydney Roosters getting some troops back, but still obviously down hugely on manpower, versus this, this inconsistent dragon side that one week can lay the smack down to a team like Parramatta and the next week lose to an underhanded uh, Warriors team. You know, they can lose round one to a depleted Sharks team and they can come out and just let, just put points on the, the bad teams. It's, it's going to be a very interesting game. Roosters bouncing back from an absolute slugfest against the Storm. They were they had no right to be in at halftime where they were. They were very close in that game and at the end it, came, it got away from them but they put a real fight up there and, you know, I think the inclusion of Sam Verrills is huge. Their dummy half play lacked. It really, really lacked last week. So I'm very interested to see what, what he can bring there because, you know, just some stability around that number nine jersey just to make sure the ball goes where it needs to go. It's, it's going to make a huge, huge difference. So to me, it's it's going to be it's going to be my biggest thing to look for in this game is going to be what's the inclusion of Sam Verrills and how much crisper does the ball get out? Does it get to Teddy where it needs to get to? Does Hutchinson and Walker have that extra extra half a second to read the play before getting it out. It's, it's going to be very interesting. And obviously, Victor Radley is a huge one. Um, that's going to be if he can get off his charge um, because it will cause a slight reshuffle where you may have Isaac Liu moving back into the 13, Lindsay Collins moving back into the starting side in some form of that. But this this is going to be a four battle to me. I think the two four packs, you know, is... is it's getting closer than what I thought it would be. This this Dragons four pack, you know, they've got moments. I think Blake Laurie's inclusion is a huge help. He does help lay a platform. And Josh McGuire off the bench is just, it does help. You know, he, he's one of the guys that offers a lot of go forward, can throw an offload. So love love his inclusion there. But to me, the Roosters, I want to give them the edge. You know, it's just a, a team with James Tedesco and some of the talent. You know, Brett Morris is a huge inclusion, gets their sets off to the great, great starts and finishes well. So. I think the Roosters will get this one, and it may not be as close as people think. You know, some people will definitely tip the Dragons in this one, and I, you know, if Ben Hunt does come into the side, then it becomes very appealing uh, to take the Dragons. But I will give a slight edge to the Roosters here. I just think that they've got slight more quality than the Dragons, uh, and they should, you know, want to bounce back. Trent Robinson, you know, same as a Craig Bellamy and a Wayne Bennett coach side, coming off a loss, you're expecting them to come back firing and get the job done when it needs to get done. Last game of the round, it's from Amy Park at Melbourne. It's the Melbourne Storm hosting the New Zealand Warriors. Huge out for the Melbourne Storm. Ryan Pappenhausen, he got a shoulder knock last week, so he is out of this game. Nico Hines moves from the interchange bench to take the number one jersey. And co-captain Dale Finucane is the new face on the reserves, so he comes in on that empty slot on the bench. Uh, He's recovered from his calf injury. A very interesting note quickly is Brenko Lee, who's been listed amongst the reserve for week after week, recovering from, uh, I believe it was a hamstring injury. He's dropped out of the reserves altogether. So it looks like he's just either weeks away from his return and it's not even close, or he's just not been able to crack this side because George Jennings and Remus Smith has been able to hold down that edge, which if that's the case, 
then you know this is this looks like it could potentially obviously without Pappenhausen this is going to be the best one to seventeen that Melbourne can put on the park. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they play uh, moving forward for the rest of the season. This is the team for the Warriors. They had a couple of outs. So Peter Hiku who dislocated his shoulder and Adam Pompey with an ankle out. So David Fusitua moves onto the wing with Marcelo Montoya shifting back into the centres with Jack Murchie coming into the centres. Bailey Sirena returns to the bench from his shoulder injury while Paul and Paul Turner um, is uh, on the bench as well. Reese Walsh is listed amongst the reserve. So he, you know, it looked like he was going to be at least a couple of weeks away, but very interestingly, he could be um, instead of a next season project, he could be coming to the side and doing doing some damage here. So, a very interesting one to watch. There, we have seen that uh, Nathan Brown does like to keep it back. He did play uh, Paul Turner on the bench for a couple of weeks. Obviously, he does drop out now. So, interesting to see if Reese Walsh can break this side and be one of the interchanges. But in terms of this game, I think you just have to go Melbourne here. Got a tremendous record in Melbourne against the Warriors. And again, this is one to seventeen. Besides Ryan Pappenhausen, who is a huge out, but this is their best, their best one to seventeen. Brandon Smith retains the nine jersey. Harry Grant still coming off the bench. They're going to work him in slow. There's no need to rush him into a seventy-minute role there. So again, I think to me this is going to be you know Jerome Hughes and Cameron Masters kind of taking turns each week to say which one of us is going to kind of be the dominant one. Not going to surprise me one bit if they both kind of put a show on here. I think. With no Pappenhausen out of the back, Nico Hines will do a job for you, but I think Munster and Hughes will take a little bit on themselves to really make sure the kicking game is on point. I think you might see Hughes take the line on a little bit more, and Munster may take that more of a of a creative and organising role in this game. From a Warrior side, Fusatua, obviously, a very good inclusion with some of the injuries they've had in their back line. They've just been destroyed with injuries. You and Aiken still a couple of weeks away from the looks of it, so Jack Murchie will fill into the centre spot for now. But their forward pack, you know, they put a real good show up and a good um, account of themselves against the Dragons, you know. Tanua Brown, uh, Curran, Murdoch Masilla, and obviously uh, Tohu had really, really great games. And on the bench, you know, Tavanga, Afoa, Armour, and Sirinan, it's a very strong bench. So, you know, I think they can put a bit of a challenge on here. I think when Cody Nikarima is the lead playmaker in this team, this is when this team does play their best footy. Uh, Harris Tavita still probably looks like he's at least four to five weeks away, so... Sean O'Sullivan will keep doing a job there, but again, if they're going to be any chance here, Roger Tuovasashek is going to be the guy to take him to that next level and to make sure that he gets them on track, starting the sets well, you know, helping out if in you know third or fourth tackle if they need to get that quick little explosive 10-50 meter run, he'll be the guy to take that. And obviously, in support, he's one of the best support players in the game. So I got Melbourne in this one pretty comfortably, but again, the way that the Warriors have really put an account for themselves this year, you can't really go past them and say this is going to be absolutely flogging. Because they just, you know, they do they do pull through for each other. And for whatever you thought of Nathan Brown as a coach, which was me, I didn't think he was obviously that great. Um, it's going to be really good. So just quickly, interesting news before we do uh, sign off here. I have got some live judiciary news at the time of listening. So Paul Momorowski has failed in his uh, bid. So he is out. So it's going to be cause a bit of a reshuffle there like we spoke about in the Panthers game. And Victor Raleigh's been successful of getting his uh, high tackle downgraded, so he just got a uh, $1,900 fine is his penalty. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, still no word on Latrell. He's got to go in. He's in next, so we won't be able to uh, document what happens there. Um, but again, it's going to be, you know, Momorowski out, so it's going to make some slight changes to the Panther side. 
and Victor Riley staying in is a huge inclusion. So I think that even shores up the Roosters even more in that Anzac Day clash. And that will do it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another TLT pod. Uh, we'll be back again with the uh, Sunday session after all the games on Sunday to kind of go through what's happened and some of the main talking points. Uh, we did release our Super Coach five-round check-in, some buys and lows, some predicted season averages, and then a quick little draft recap from our league. So that got released tonight, uh, so on Tuesday night. So please go listen to that if you haven't. And again, we'll be we'll be dropping some some little things here and there, uh, some extra pods, um, just with some random topics that uh, some of the guys will come on and talk about. But that will do it for tonight, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day, and hear from you soon. Cheers.